It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. Hello, Sharks fans. I'm Dan Rusinowski. In today's Spotlight, we talk to Eric Carlson of the San Jose Sharks. Eric had 102 points in the 2022-23 NHL season, a fabulous performance, and a real bounce back after a couple of injury-plagued seasons since his acquisition from Ottawa. Eric joined us as part of a special town hall meeting conducted for the 1991 club. He talked about his times growing up in Sweden, his days with the San Jose Sharks, and he took some questions from the fans. Let's listen in. It's my pleasure to welcome to our town hall meeting today and to our spotlight, Eric Carlson. Eric, welcome and thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Well, we want to take you back before we get our questions all the way back to a little community in Sweden with only about 1,400 people, Landsbro, which is a, it seems like a, a long way away from San Jose. And just give us an idea of how you got started and how you got hooked into the game of hockey that you love so much. Uh, I think 1,400 is very generous. Uh, I think when I grew up there, it was probably more like somewhere below the thousands. Uh, so it wasn't very many people, but. We had a hockey rink and a couple of soccer fields. And, um, you know, back then when I grew up, even in the 90s, there wasn't much to do other than be outside, play sports and uh, try and stay active. Uh, there wasn't any, any TVs really or video games. And, uh, you know, I started playing sports, I think, at a very young age, just because that's uh, all there was to do. Did you come from a very athletic family? I mean, if you ask my parents, I think they will say they're athletic, but if they are or not, I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, everyone I knew, that's how we uh, socialized and that's how we spent time with our friends was, you know, playing different sports uh, throughout the year and doing various activities. And, uh, you know, I spent most of my uh, most of my childhood uh, outdoors or, or in a hockey rink. I know that uh, that you definitely followed the career of great Swedish hockey players, great defensemen like Borja Salming and Nicholas Lidstrom that preceded you in the NHL. But what a lot of people don't know is from that little community, from that area, there's another NHL player, Johan Franzen, who also made it to the NHL. And we happen to be in Detroit as, as we have this chat today. Kind of interesting that he had his career here. And there were a lot of big playoff games against the Sharks. Did you have much contact with him when you were growing up? Yeah, like I said, it's such a small community. He uh... I think he's 10 years older than me. Uh, so we have a lot of common friends, even though it's a big, uh, big age different. Um, you know, uh, it wasn't that, that many, um, you know, like I said, people live in there. So everybody knew everybody. He played one year with my dad uh, when he was about 16, I think 16, 17. Uh, so I watched him a little bit then. And, uh, you know, as we got older, obviously our uh, connection through the, 
through the village, uh, you know, kept up and uh, we're still in contact today. And he uh, he's actually playing uh, beer league with my with my younger brother right now back home. So, um, you know, uh, very fortunate to uh, to have two guys come out of such a small place. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, yeah, even though he's a lot older than me, uh, I still uh, still remember him from a from a young age. And, uh, you know, you ask him, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll remember me as well being being the little guy. Well, certainly Sharks fans remember him, too, because he scored four goals against San Jose in a playoff game for Detroit. And that's the most goals that anybody's ever scored against the Sharks in a single playoff game. Uh, tell us a little bit about when you first picked up a hockey stick and how old you were, because a lot of these guys that, that make it to the NHL start really early, two, three years old. Sometimes some people start later. Where where do you fit in? I don't know. It I could remember all the way back. It would be great. But, uh, you know, I have a three-year-old myself right now and there's no way she can play hockey on her own. Um, so, you know, uh, I don't know if I was that young, but I would have to say probably around like three years old sometime, I probably started skating a little bit. And, uh, uh, you know, when uh, I can remember, like I was probably five or six, probably when I started playing a little bit organized, uh, organized hockey and uh, you know, ever since then, I, I, uh, it's all I did pretty much all day long. During the winter season, we only had uh, access to ice from, I think, September till March, maybe. So uh, that's when I was playing hockey. And then, uh, you know, for, for the remainder of the year, I played uh, soccer and various other sports. Fascinating to to hear all that. And it's not all that different than any kid that grows up in North America. But uh, what, when did you first become, uh, I guess you could say, attached to the idea that you had a talent that no other person around you had? When did that uh, get discovered? Uh, probably pretty late. I think like 15, 16, maybe I, I remember. I think I was 15 when I had to make a decision whether I was going to start playing hockey full time or, or soccer full time. And I struggled with it for a bit. And eventually ended up picking hockey, which uh, I think I am very fortunate that I made that decision. Uh, I don't know how far I would have gone otherwise professionally, uh, but I would say fairly late. I played, uh, you know, I played soccer, like I said, up until I was 15 at a at a pretty high level. And then, uh, you know, they started overlapping uh, and I had to kind of make a decision and, uh, you know, I stuck with hockey. You certainly did. And and obviously you started to to really advance in Sweden. You played uh, for Furlinda for the under 18s and you 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 really started to develop yourself there. Who were some of the people that that were really influential in getting you to become a professional? Were there were there any specific people that um that influenced you along the way? Yeah, I think there was a couple of people within the Furlunda organization, obviously coaches, um, and the people that kind of recruited you or whatever you want to call it back then that, uh, you know, had a lot of time invested in you and, and helped you out along the way. Um, so, you know, there was definitely a few special people there that kind of, you know, took care of you and, and showed you, uh, you know, what it meant to kind of play at a professional level. And, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to have a lot of good people around me at that time when, uh, you know, it can kind of go either way. You're part of a generation of, of guys that came from Sweden that that had a, a full generation before you that played in the National Hockey League. And I know we we lost Borja Selming in, in, in recent days. And uh, Nicholas Lidstrom has played so many games against the Sharks in Stanley Cup playoff competition. I suppose they were a couple of your heroes growing up. Yeah, I mean, 
um, you know, growing up, I, I didn't watch much NHL. Um, you know, it wasn't really covered the way it is now. I, I think the way that we followed them was through the national team. And, um, you know, we had a very successful national team for, for quite some time there and, and still do. And, and I think that that's what, uh, you know, inspires kids, especially from our nation, to start playing a sport. And, uh, you know, Lidstrom and Sundin, Forsberg and Alfredson and uh, all those guys for my generation is is the ones that, you know, we grew up watching and, and idolized. So, um, you know, that's kind of how it works coming from a, a smaller country. Daniel Alfredson has become one of your best friends over the years and you played together in Ottawa, but uh, you knew him before you, you got to the NHL? No, uh, first time I met him was uh, the summer I got drafted. Uh, he lives in Gothenburg. I lived in Gothenburg, and he uh, he invited me over. And um, before then, obviously, I had had no clue uh, other than you know he was a really good hockey player. Uh, he's about nineteen years older than me, I think. Uh, so he's he's a little bit closer to age than my dad than myself. But then, uh, obviously, over the course of the years, you know, we developed a, a close friendship, and and we still have it to this day. And uh, you know, it's just funny how. Uh, how sport can, uh, you know, bring people together from, uh, you know, different backgrounds and different generations. And, um, you know, I'm very, very lucky that, uh, you know, he was in Ottawa uh, when, when I got drafted there. Well, getting drafted in the first round in the NHL is really special. And of course that happened to you back in 2008, you went 15th overall to the senators. Uh, did you have any idea that, uh, that that was going to happen? Did you have a lot of contact with a number of teams in the NHL that wanted to interview you as they do today? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think I spoke to all teams, but one or two, um, at the time, um, so I knew there was some interest, you know, I think, uh, you know, my agents, told me certain things, whether how much of that was true or not, I don't really know, but uh, I had a pretty good inkling that, you know, I was going to go in the first round. I had a good chance and I was in Ottawa at the time because the draft was there. So, uh, but again, I didn't really know where or who was really interested because, you know, it's not like they tell you straight up that, you know, Hey, we're going to pick you. So, um, uh, you know, it was, uh, Honestly, I don't really remember too much from that day because, you know, being 18, that was the first time I was ever in North America and first time wearing a suit and uh, a lot of things going on. And, um, you know, I was just happy to uh, to be picked, I think. And, uh, you know, uh, looking back, I'm, I'm happy that it was Ottawa as well. Well, certainly it changed your life. There's no doubt about that. You became an elite player at the NHL level in that city. Uh, you met your wife. You, you know, now you have a family because of that. You have an off-season home in Ottawa. And you first had uh, you had your first taste of a of a real successful team when you played in the Stanley Cup final. Um, when you first got got to the NHL, did you realize how difficult it was going to be to try to win a Stanley Cup? And do you have a different perspective of that now? No, I definitely have a different perspective of it now. I think when I've been in the league for 14 years now, I think when you're young, you don't really think about that stuff. Uh, you kind of think you're going to have all the time in the world and you're never going to get hurt. And you're never going to have to stretch or take care of yourself. It's just going to, you know, float on. And as you get older, you start realizing, uh, uh, you know, what a grind it is and, and things that you have to do to stay on top of your game. And uh, you start realizing a lot of the quotes that the older guys told you at the time that, kind of just shrugged off um but you know 
time flies. That's the one thing I think, uh, you know, feels like a big blur. And, um, you know, I'm just uh, hopeful I got a uh, few more years left in me. Well, I think there's no doubt about that. We've got some questions from some fans who would like to chat with you, too. And I would like to ask one from a fan that we have from Nashville, Tennessee, who was a member of the 1991 club. Michael wants to know, uh, what's your favorite drill to do during practice? That's a good one. I don't know. Anything that involves passing and shooting. Uh, I don't like to skate too much, so I'd rather just do something short and uh, get a quality scoring chance because it doesn't happen too many too many times in the games, unfortunately. Uh, so I like to do that in practice. When you were a young rookie in the NHL, I know Daniel Alfredson was on the team there and he was had to be a, a good mentor for you. But uh, as a defenseman, as an offensively minded defenseman, were there, were there any people that that advised you along the way to help you be the player you are? Yeah, I mean, I played with some some really good players. Um, you know, we traded for, or I think, I don't know if we traded for, we signed Sergei Gonshar. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was my first or second year. Um, so I had the privilege to play with him for a few years. I think he was... He was one of the guys that, uh, you know, was really generous with his time and his philosophy and, and you know, trying to improve things at all times. And, um, you know, so I would have to say maybe it was him. Um, was one of the guys that you kind of followed a little bit and looked up to as, as a young kid. Well, he was definitely a guy to look up to. He was somebody that survived a long time in the NHL. And, and a lot of this is survival, isn't it? I mean, even a, a, as skilled a player and as great a hockey player as you are, it's it's always a, a struggle to improve every day, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the game has changed a lot from, you know, my first few years in the league to what it is now. Uh, it's played completely differently, I think. And, um, you know, things that you could do back then to be successful doesn't really work now vice versa and um you know you always kind of have to you know try and stay progressive i think uh especially you know with all the younger kids that come in and you know there's they're so physically fit and 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 ready for for that part of the game that you know as you get older it gets harder to uh to maintain all that and, and do it properly um so yeah, it is a grind and it's it's something that uh, you know I don't take for granted and and it's really hard to do. Uh that's why uh you don't see a lot of guys um you know play a thousand games is 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 a big milestone and there's not many people that uh, get the chance to do it. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Eric Carlson is in the Shark Spotlight with us today in this special edition of the 1991 Club. You can find out more about the 1991 Club by going to sharks1991club.com. We have some questions sent to us from club members here, Eric. Zach in Toronto would like to know how you stay motivated every day going into a game as difficult as the grind is. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's hard. You know, we play 82 games in a year. Um, you know, not every game is going to get the same focus as as other games, that's just the way it is. Uh, but I think it's more mentally than anything. Um, and as you, you know, get a little bit older and get a little bit more experience, it gets a little bit easier to kind of know what you need to do on, on days when you maybe don't feel your best. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that motivation is, is a problem. It's more about the physical and mental grind uh, of playing, you know, three, four times a week and, and traveling all over the world all over the world, all over the country. feels like a world. It's big, big country. 
so yeah, I don't think that uh, you know the motivation is not a problem. It's it's more just as you get older, it gets easier to to kind of know what you need to do uh, on the days when uh, you know you're not feeling your best. Which uh, throughout the season, you know, it's it's going to be more of those days than not. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize there are days you have to go to practice or come to a game and you feel sore from playing the night before the travel. You didn't sleep quite right. Uh, a lot of that gets into the training in the offseason. And I understand that, that that as the years go on, you've you've slightly uh, altered the way that you train a little bit away from the rink. And uh, did you indeed go back to Sweden and kind of alter your program over the summer? Uh, no, I, I mean, I didn't, didn't really alter it. I kind of just went back to uh, what I used to do when I was a young kid. Uh, and it was it was nice to see that I can still do those things. Uh, but it's uh, it's been a while since I was back. So it was nice to kind of reunite with, uh, you know, the guy that I started training with there um, way back when. And, uh, you know, so far it's uh, it's been doing me good. What's the hardest part about uh, going to a new country, a new continent and yes, playing the game you love, but having you adjust to, to life in Canada first and now in the United States? Uh, it takes a while, uh, but I think, you know, we're fortunate as hockey players that, you know, when we do come over, um, you know, especially for me, when I was in Ottawa, they did a good job in, in making sure that everything around me worked and they helped me out with everything uh, so I could focus on just playing hockey. And then, you know, eventually over the course of the years, you kind of just figure things out and, uh, you know, you learn by experience. Uh, but I think my early, early days, uh, you know, everything around me was, was, you know, taken care of, uh, from the organization and, and, you know, older friends and, and teammates helped out and, and, uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about too much, uh, when I was, uh, you know, 19, 20, 21, uh, other than showing up to the rink and, and just playing hockey, which, uh, which was nice. Uh, now that I'm a little bit older, uh, have a few more responsibilities and, and do a few more things myself. Uh, but I think that, over the course of the years, I, you just kind of grow into it, just like just like we all do. One thing that you're alluding to, obviously, is you have a family now. You're, you and your wife, Melinda, have, have children, so obviously that changes your life quite a bit. What about the support that you get from them each and every day to, to help you get through the day? It's a lot of work uh, with small kids, but it also gives you a different type of energy, I think. Um, you know, it's, it's made me a little bit more youthful. Uh, you kind of have to to be able to keep up. And uh, it's just nice, uh, you know, on days when uh, you're not, again, feeling your best, probably, uh, you know, they wake up every time and, and they have no no worries in the world. And it kind of, you know, rubs off a little bit on you and, and it helps you, uh, you know, decompress and, and focus on other things uh, uh, that are not, you know, as serious. Dino Oliveira is from Edmonton, and he wanted to congratulate you on another all-star game and an incredible season, which we all congratulate you on. Uh, Dino says that he you make him very proud to be a Sharks fan. And his question is, are there any players that you really look forward to playing against every year because of the challenge they give you? Yeah, there's lots of them. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed play, playing against Sidney Crosby, um, even though he's, he's, he's really good. Uh, it's always one of the guys that every year I look forward to 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 play against. Um, you know, I've played against him a lot, uh, both in regular season and in the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, I enjoy the the competition of it and, you know, playing against guys that uh, challenge you out there and make you do things and, and react and, and, you know, learn new things about yourself as well. 
You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We continue our conversation with Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson, and we come to the topic of his remarkable campaign in 2022-23. He led all defensemen in scoring with 25 goals, 76 assists, and 101 points. It was the first time that a National Hockey League defenseman had gotten to the century mark since the first season in Sharks history, 1991-92, when Brian Leach of the New York Rangers scored 102 points. But here's one of the most remarkable aspects of this campaign. He scored 20 goals even strength, and he had 74 even strength points. And for most of the season, he was number one among all players in that department. He wound up fourth in even strength scoring with 74 points, just three behind the NHL's leader, Nathan McKinnon, who had 77. It's only the seventh time in history of the NHL that a defenseman has had 74 points or more even strength, and it's the first time since 1985-86 that a defenseman has done it. In that particular season, Paul Coffey set the record with 90 even strength points while playing for the Edmonton Oilers. Eric, I want to know from you, how much pride do you take in the fact that you are so adept at scoring even strength from that defensive position? No, I mean, um, obviously, uh, you know, the game is played at five on five mostly. uh, So that's where you spend most of your time in a game. Uh, I think it's important to have good special teams, but, uh, you know, um, I don't really know. what to say there other than it's been going well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you spend most of the time five on five, and I guess I just figured out how to play it. Question for Eric from Jai Prashad, who's in Ackworth, Georgia. That's right near Atlanta. Uh, He says, Eric, uh, phenomenal season. What's been the most rewarding part of playing in the NHL for you? Um, I think life experience mostly. Um, You know, you get to travel a lot, see a lot of things, meet a lot of different people. And, um, you know, you get a lot of social experience, I would have to say, uh, you know, and, um, you know, it makes you uh, makes you adapt uh, to a lot of different situations, um, which, you know, have translated pretty well into uh, into my regular life, I think. So, um, yeah, I would have to say like the life experience in, in general from from what the game brings you around, not just the hockey, uh, but everything around it, you know, and, and how you learn how to deal with a lot of different people at the same time and and how fluid it is from year to year because it's it's never the same uh, no matter what you did the year before you're listening to the shark spotlight on the san jose sharks audio network on june 26 2023 in nashville eric carlson was named the winner of the norris trophy for the third time in his nhl career He's the ninth ever NHL defenseman to win the award three times, joining Bobby Orr, Nicholas Lidstrom, Doug Harvey, Ray Bork, Chris Chelios, Paul Coffey, Pierre Pilat, and Dennis Potvin. That's an amazing list of players. And EK65 also joined Brent Burns as the second member of the San Jose Sharks to be presented with this award. Eric was also named to the NHL's first All-Star team for the fifth time in his storied career. He stepped on the stage and he looked calm, but as you'll hear from his speech, there were a few butterflies. The James Morris Memorial Trophy goes to Eric Carlson. (laughs) 
Carlson is the second member of the San Jose Shark to win this award. He won two times previously with the Ottawa Senators. <clears throat> Still nervous. It's been here before. I'm very fortunate, and I want to to Adam and Kale. Uh, Obviously a great year, uh, but not only that, I think ever since you came into the league, uh, you've been pushing me to, to stay young, so I appreciate it. Um, thank you very much, and uh, you're both uh, very inspirational uh, players. Uh, to San Jose, uh, entire organization from Mr. Platner down to my career, um, the coaching staff, um, you're doing a fantastic job there. and. Uh, you rejuvenated a, a guy like me. Uh, to my teammates uh, that showed up every day uh, during tough circumstances and not winning as many games as we would have liked, uh, you made it enjoyable every day to come to the rink and, and work hard and, and have a chance to play the, uh, the game that we still love. Uh, that's why we do this. And lastly, to my wife, uh, you're fantastic. And I could never do this uh, at this stage in my life if it wasn't for you and the responsibilities that, that you take on that I only see for about four or five months in the summer when I'm around. Uh, so thank you uh, for making me a better man every day. Thank you, guys. And now stepping off the stage, Eric Carlson speaks with us on the Sharks Audio Network. Congratulations, Eric, on winning the Norris Trophy for the third time. I know you said you were nervous when you walked up on stage, but you looked cool as a cucumber as if you had done it a million times before. What were your emotions like when you stepped up and accepted the award? You know, my wife and, and my entire party here kept asking me if I was nervous, and, and I said, no, not really. Uh, but, you know, uh, when, it, when it did come down to it, uh, I was. It's a very unique uh, situation to be in and, and a very special place, and, um, you know, uh, I feel very proud about, uh, you know, this accomplishment and, and at the same time, uh, you know, to be able to tell my wife and, and uh, my friends around me to uh, to enjoy it all uh, uh, makes it even better. Well, you mentioned that you mentioned that uh, Melinda not only makes you a better person, but she makes it possible for you to do all of the things you do. Maybe you can elaborate. Yeah, I mean, you know, having two small kids and and being able to. Uh, uh, you know, have the opportunity to put in as much time as I, I feel like I need to, uh, to be at this level. Um, you know, uh, she sacrifices uh, a whole lot for that to be, to be reality and, and for me to living my dream and, and chasing my dream. Um, you know, and I think now uh, at the stage that I'm at in, in my life, I, I, I truly can appreciate it, uh, you know, in a way that uh, when I was younger, uh, I probably didn't fully understand uh, how much it took from people around me to uh, to be able to for me to do what I do on a, on a daily basis, and, and she's obviously the the biggest part of that. Uh, you know, my two kids uh, fell asleep at home, but uh, we recorded it for them, so so hopefully they get to watch it tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. Uh, reflect on the season for us. Over 100 points for the first time in 30 years in the NHL, the very first Shark season. Uh, you're right there with all of the all-time greats. And among the players that have won three times, uh, there's only nine times it's happened. You're with Bobby Orr. You're with Nicholas Lidstrom, Doug Harvey, Paul Coffey, all the greats. And you're right there with them. Uh, what does that feel like? No, it's obviously very, very special. And, and uh, you know, I also try and stay as much as I can in the moment and, and not get too carried away with, with things. And, and, you know, 
it's definitely going to be one of those. Uh, this is going to be another one of those moments when when I finally, uh, you know, look back and uh, and really reflect on things. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm I'm going to be even more emotional than than I am right now. Also, you've been a Norris Trophy winner in several different eras in the National Hockey League. The game has really changed since the last time you won. Yeah, and that's uh, like I said to to you know guys like Kale Kale McCarr and, and Adam Fox that. Uh, you know, as soon as they came into the league, they they had an immediate impact, and and they're obviously younger guys, and and uh, you know they 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 make sure that you know older guys like me uh, uh, stay motivated and hungry, and and you know we have to find new ways to uh, to try and keep up, and and uh, you know that's the that's the best part of the competition. You know, one thing also happened today. You were named to the NHL's first All Star team, which I consider the real All Star team. Uh, I believe it's the fifth time in your NHL career that that's happened to you. You and Adam Fox were the two first All Star team defensemen. Uh, what does that mean to you? That's obviously also, you know, very special. I think um, you know anyone who gets named to that uh, for the season that they had means that uh, you know they had fantastic years. So. So, uh, you know, to be in, in that company, uh, it's also obviously something that, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in and, you know, uh, uh, excitement. So uh, I'm very, very pleased with uh, you know everybody that uh, keeps talking so good about me. Well, you're the second San Jose Sharks defenseman to be awarded the Norris Trophy, the first one ever to win it three times uh, and the third time with the San Jose Sharks. We're so proud of you, Eric. Uh, and Thank you. It really, really means a lot to us. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dan. Eric Carlson is now a three-time Norris Trophy winner. We appreciate his time with us today. We thought we'd give him an opportunity to say one final thing in both in English and in Swedish to his many fans. Thank you is the most appropriate thing, you know. Um, you know, we haven't played the way that we all wanted to, and uh, we appreciate the, the constant support. And then in Swedish, hoppas att. Allt är bra det här med Sverige, uh, även så här på vinterhalvåret. Uh, hoppas att ni får någon glädje av att följa uh, hockeyn här borta och uh, framförallt uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, hoppas att uh, uh, ni kan hitta något uh, uh, som förgyller en dag genom att titta på oss. Uh, så ska vi fortsätta kriga framåt. The Shark Spotlight is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.